Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is a streaming freedom audio bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the Dashing Duo. Derek and myself, Mike. Dang. <laughs> it almost seems like you're disappointed that I'm not my very upbeat self this week with that. <laughs> no. <laughs> you want me to redo it? No. Welcome to another episode. <laughs> Try and change it up some. <laughs> Trying to change it up some. Sure, sure, sure. I understand. That way it doesn't sound repetitive, which it, well, kind of is anyway, so... <laughs> We're getting that groove on how we intro a show. I, I'm sure it's the same way with you over at Keepers and and yep. uh, NES that you, you get in that groove of how you introduce a show, and if you stray from it, you're you're lost. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's get the business stuff out of the way first. Thank you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and that concludes our business time. Uh, check out the website, which has been updated. I just got to get last week's shows up. <laughs> On the site. They're on the network, which is what feeds our iTunes, all our podcast, all the feeds for the podcatchers you listen to us on. But the actual individual site, I got to get the the reason why I'm behind is we do individual episode art on the show site. That way you're not staring at the same image of the logo week after week. I try and make it entertaining. Whereas with the network, I'm trying to identify which show it is type thing. So, um, but check out the website, go down the side, check out our affiliates, check out our partners, heroes and villains who, uh, according to their Facebook and Instagram, the Jedi versus Sith stuff's coming soon. But they just dropped Star Trek t-shirts and one sold out within the like the first couple hours that it opened, that they dropped them. It's like, holy cow. Um, I can't wait for them to start their affiliate program so we can sign up with them because you know, we appreciate you guys going and using the code. Weeby Geeks to uh, to buy to get your fifteen percent off your first purchase there and over on Found Me, um, which I'm getting ready to change Iron Man out for Phasma on my keychain. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's something to do with Galaxy's Edge in the cash preview that I go to in a couple of weeks. That I'm kind of more Star Wars than I am Marvel. <laughs> What was that? They just keep rubbing it in. I know. <laughs> Next week, I'll probably be by myself just because of jealousy. <laughs> um, but hey, I got to scope it out for us for when we do. I'm going to say targeting 2021 because by then I should be, I should have my blackout lifted. Um, I say, plus, it, it gives us all time to plan because there will be no celebration. 
We could do a Wookiee radio event, listener event at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I say we aim for 2021 with that. What do you think? Mm, I don't know. Well, I'm sure you're going to be down a little sooner. Yeah, probably. <clears throat> but I, I'm just talking in general for to do a, a proper event for the for Wookiee Radio there. That gives us time because it gives us a chance to figure out how to get um, who who I, gives me time to find out who I could contact about helping get rooms booked for the event, uh, the different va- Disney vacation. Because I don't know if I'll use Kristen or Lee or I know quite a few people who do it, who I trust. And it's like, who could get a who could get us the best deal for this type of plan? And then we can incorporate Sorcerer Radio into it as well, since we're there. It gives us a chance to build it up proper and slowly build up like T-shirts for the event, stuff like that, and have that built into the cost. Mm. I'm going to do this right if we're going to do it. Wookie Radio logo on the front and on the back says, I went to Batu and and the only thing I got was this lousy (laughs) (laughs) T-shirt. I think that's a winner right there. Um. No, we'll, we'll figure it out. I mean, if if it's something that we could potentially do next year, hey, let's do it next year for those who can't go to celebration. But if we do it next year, it'll have to be later in the year because there's no way I could do it like right after the first of the year because I'm going to be blacked out. I'm already blacked out with my pass through uh, end of October, starting on the 29th of this month. <laughs> so anyway, check those out. Uh, Heroes and Villains found me. Click the links or click the pictures on the site. Takes you right to their page. Uh, I believe the Stormtrooper bag from San Diego Comic-Con is up. If it's not up, it's coming soon. And I think the Sith Trooper hats are coming soon. I don't know if there's other stuff coming. Uh, the Jedi versus Sith um, is coming soon. The So check them out. Again, Weeby Geeks, all one word, 15% off your first purchase. Also, too, check out our web store. Uh, that's the one that's got the rotating images. Um, hats, T-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, baseball jerseys, hockey jerseys, all that on the site. That helps support us, too. And, hey, if you guys buy that, profits from that can help go towards getting some great stuff for the for giveaways or events because we are doing a a Star Wars giveaway for a member of the show going to cast previews of Batu so we can have a first-hand report on it. I figured, hey, let's celebrate this with a giveaway. And uh, we got some stuff from Joe Carmania coming, uh, some Star Wars comics that he worked on. Uh, I think a maybe one of the exclusives from JTC, one of his action figure exclusives. Um John Jackson Miller is potentially bringing something to the table for us. And I Rebel, who is a Star Wars Destiny. That's what, a card game? Not sure. I never heard of it until she started, until Amanda started the podcast, but she may be donating something to the cause as well. And according to the polls, as it has been finalized, I will be adding, provided they're there, and they should be, a purple Kyber crystal. Bought at Galaxy's Edge mm-hmm. in the box. And if you need proof, I will take a picture of me buying the crystal with the cast member who I bought it from to put in the box with it. So how about that? But the winning color was purple. We got something like 30-something votes on it, like 38 votes. Hmm. So, yeah. So, um, 
So yeah, that's business side of things. Oh, Patreon. Go check out our Patreon page. That's another way you can help support the show as well. Uh, it's patreon.com forward slash Network. So go there because uh, I'm going to start getting the first 50 episodes are going to slowly start creeping onto the Patreon page as archives. And it's a paid subscription to get, get to them. You have to pay it, donate at least a dollar a month to get to the archives. So, um, so yeah, let's go ahead and start with the show then. All right. Well, I guess I'll get started then. Give you a little break. <clears throat> Because we're going to start off with some interesting gaming news. And that is uh, a company called Atomic Mass Games have announced a new miniature game called Marvel Crisis Protocol. Um, I think this was, I believe this was announced at Gen Con, if I'm reading this correctly. Um, and it is, oh yeah, it is, yeah. what is that, Jen? Yep. Which is happening right now. Yes. So this is, of course, a game set in the Marvel Comics universe, and it will have incredible high-quality plastic miniatures featuring some of the greatest characters from Marvel Comics. And they have a couple of pictures of these miniatures, and they look pretty sweet, I yeah, must say. Yeah, they do. Pretty, pretty sweet. And um, I just... I was looking into it, and and the pictures they have with all the, you know, like the cars and the streets set and everything, that's a whole separate um, set that you can buy of terrain and stuff, which is pretty cool. Right. So the core box that they're going to be selling includes 10 characters, some terrain pieces, and cards and tokens that you will need to play the game. Uh, you can mix and match characters to create your Marvel Dream Team. I don't know if I could do that because they might not have all the characters yet that I want, but maybe eventually. <laughs> <laughs> um, they have uh, so the characters that will be released in the core box will be Ultron, Captain America, Crossbones, Iron Man, Doctor Octopus, Spider Man, Black Widow, Captain Marvel. Red Skull and Baron Zemo. And I see also at some point they will have Modoc, Venom, Taskmaster. Um, so the miniatures are going to be multi piece hard plastic. So that's going to require a little bit of assembly, but apparently there's uh, that also allows for some chances for some customization, Ooh. which is interesting. And, yeah, they definitely look really cool. They look really yeah, good. Yeah, they do. Uh, so there will also be monthly expansion packs that will be releasing with new characters coming out as the game evolves. And uh, there will be multiple costume options released for different Marvel characters as well. And uh, you can even have multiple characters with the same heroic name. For example, if you want to have two Spider-Man figures, you can have two Spider-Man figures, but one will have to be Peter Parker and one will have to be Miles Morales. So uh, the release date for Marvel Crisis Protocol is set for fall of this year. But uh, I've been checking, and I haven't found an actual price on the core set yet. Okay. But it looks pretty, and there's no, I haven't seen an actual description of how the game plays either. But it's almost worth it just to get the miniatures. Yeah. They're very collectible, it looks like. Yes. I do have some, uh, I have a couple of the Hero Click ones. Yeah, I do too. 
And even though I don't play the game, no, I, they're they're cool. But man, these, these are these are awesome. Yeah, I'm not sure what actual size they are either, but and they might be maybe a little bigger than the hero clicks or around the yeah. same size. But the the buildings are not included, correct? The core set has a couple of pieces. I don't know what exactly what pieces will come with it, but but you can buy a separate terrain pack, which will have the buildings and some cars and stuff like that. Okay. Um, yeah, they don't they don't have anything on their site. Just here's the rules and mm. a video of the stuff coming. So, well, how about this one? Alamo Draft House, mm. which we're supposed to be getting one here shortly. Uh, they are holding a clowns only screening of it. Chapter two. That's pretty cool. Um, so, um, what's going on is there are two locales holding. After the two locales held clown-only screenings of the first set, 18 Alamo locations around the country will be doing so for the second film. Uh, let's see what locations are doing so. Might as well fill you guys in. Um, it's not. They don't say yet. Mm. Choose your local. Wait, does Orlando does Orlando's exist already? No, coming soon. Uh, <laughs> let's see. You are Boston. I don't, I don't see Boston. Winchester. Yeah. Winchester where? Winchester. Uh. I will laugh if this is Winchester, Virginia. Oh, my God. It's Winchester, Virginia, <laughs> which is where I, w- I went to college there briefly for a couple of years. Oh, really? I did not think they would be one who would get one. <laughs> Wow. I am thoroughly impressed. See, Yonkers, Winchester, Twin City, St. Louis, Springfield. Seems like it may be the closest to you if it's Springfield, Mass. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's about an hour away from me. San Francisco. That's close to you, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. San Antonio, Raleigh, Phoenix, Orlando coming soon. Omaha, Northern Virginia, New York City, New Braunfels. Lubbock, Los Angeles, Laredo, Kansas City, Houston, El Paso, Denver area, Dallas, Fort Worth, Corpus Christi, Charlottesville, and Austin. So where is New Bruns? Oh, New Bron New Braunfels, Texas. And Springfield is Springfield, Mass. No, Springfield, Missouri. Uh, Huh. Anyway, so they're celebrating the second chapter of Stephen King's magnum opus with a nightmare-fueled clown-only screening of It Chapter 2. Please come dressed as a clown, the wig, the makeup, the oversized pants, suspenders, the blood-curling makeup, and sit through the clown-phobia-inducing, because there's no way I'm going to try and pronounce the other, uh, induced fright fest with a theater full of fellow clowns. (laughs) Good luck, because you're going to need it, floaters. Um, they say, okay, you don't need a degree from a certified clown college to, to attend, but this is that one opportunity. Cosplay gets you in. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Now, that sounds intriguing. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. A little, yeah, if you have, uh, if you have a phobia of clowns, you definitely don't want to be. Yeah. <laughs> anywhere near that place. <laughs> That would take into consideration the song Run, Run Away. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) So, uh, let's continue on. All right, so I'm going to hop into a little TV news or uh, a little TV and streaming news. 
because um, and this this actually kind of falls under the uh, everything's connected yeah. uh, line of Marvel because next year we're going to or this this coming year later this year we're going to see the stars of Freeform's Cloak and Dagger crossing over into Hulu's Runaways series. Excellent. Now, I have not yet seen either of these series, but I definitely want to check them out. I've I've I've, heard- wa- I've, I've been watching um what should I call it? The uh, I've watched all Runaways. Actually, first mm. season. I got to watch second season of Runaways. Um, Hogan Dagger. I, I've caught off and on, and I've been happy with it. Which is surprising because I know you guys over at the Mighty Marvel Geeks were not excited about that one. <laughs> no, it's ended up being a little bit better than than I thought. Yeah, yeah. I still want to check it out at some point, but um. But anyway, so Olivia Holt who plays Dagger. And Tyrone Johnson, who is Cloak, uh, are scheduled to appear in R- Runaway's third season, uh, which is scheduled to hit Hulu on December 13th of this year. And, uh, of course, in the original comic book title for Runaways, Cloak and Dagger were frequent guest stars, so this totally makes sense. Yep. And like I said, it is nice to see that there is actually a little bit of connection which we we don't get enough of, as you know, in the in the MCU, even though everything is supposed to be connected. But that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day <laughs> that we won't get into. Now, um, on the season two finale of Cloak and Dagger that aired on April 4th, uh, <clears throat> Cloak and Dagger boarded a bus out of New, New Orleans in pursuit of becoming superheroes. So they have not announced a third season yet for Cloak and Dagger. But in Runaway's third season, uh, Elizabeth Hurley will be playing Morgan Le Fay, and she's going to be the big bad of the season. So maybe Cloak and Dagger will be helping the Runaways out with Morgan Le Fay. Who knows? But uh, look for that in December. I bet that'll be pretty cool. Yeah. A fun little crossover. Yeah. And it's cool to have the younger characters doing it too. That's that's a fun, a fun thing. Well, especially now that uh, it'll be easier since Disney now has hundred percent operational control of Hulu. Right, right. Which means yeah. we have hundred percent operational control of Hulu productions. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is easier for for that to happen. So. Um, Hopefully, if there is a season three of Cloak and Dagger, maybe we see the Runaways over on Freeform. That would be cool. That would be a great way for it to go. Mm. See, it would have been cool if they could have done a um, a back and forth like like yeah. they do with the shows. But of course, you know that wouldn't work I, at the moment. That'd be kind of hard to do. Yeah. Right. Because I don't think Cloak and Dagger comes out until, if there's a season three, it probably won't come out until, like, March-ish. Mm, it sounds about right. So, yeah. Um, let's see. Next up, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming Riders, which, interesting note, I heard um, there's going to be a spinoff movie of Spider-Man. It's going to be called Aunt May Alone at Home. Okay. 
Um, Spider-Man Homecoming writers look to direct Dungeons and Dragons movie. Yes, I like it. Now, uh, Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly are being eyed to direct the Dungeons and Dragons to direct Dungeons and Dragons, the forthcoming film based on the wildly popular tabletop role-playing game franchise. Okay. Now, here's my question. Would you... Do, how would they do this? Because they tried a Dungeons and Dragons movie before, and it was really nuts. Because that was the one that had uh, on the Wayans brothers in it. Yeah. I would, if they were doing this, I would almost rather, yes, it's inspired by the game, but I want it based on the cartoon. (laughs) I don't know if they'll, well, you never know. I would love to see a live action version of the cartoon. Mm. Anyway, um, the pair are are no stranger to nostalgic properties. Uh, Besides the projects they've already done, they are also part of a writer's room that is intended to develop a cinematic universe around the properties like Mask and Visionaries. Uh, And, of course, that is the universe owned by Hasbro. Um, And whose all-spark pictures is behind the long, in-development Dungeons & Dragons adaptation. Now, Deadline broke the news, but had little in the way of details. What's more is apparently Paramount is seeking to recruit some major A-list talent to star in Dungeons & Dragons. Rumor has it they're hoping to land Will Smith, Josh Brolin, Chris Pratt, Vin Diesel, which I can see Vin Diesel doing it because he's a huge D&D head. Right, yeah. Uh, Matthew McConaughey and Jamie Foxx, Joel Egerton, Dave Bautista. Bautista would be interesting. Jeremy Renner or Johnny Depp as the male lead for Dungeons & Dragons. I would like to see Vin Diesel and Joel Manganiello together because they're both big and that would be awesome. I would love to see Jeremy Renner in this too as part of the team. Yeah, he could be a ranger. (laughs) He's already good with the bow. Typecasting, maybe. Um, now, as we said, they they state in this article that Diesel has publicly stated he's a fan of D and D, and even played in a one shot DM'd by Critical Roles Matthew Mercer. Um, so, uh, and then as you stated, they mentioned too. We will also add that we will be a little disappointed if that list does not include Joe Joe Mangiello, who I know I butchered his name, who's probably the biggest ambassador for D and D in recent years. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's definitely got to be a part of it. So yeah, that's where we stand with that. I think good choices. Homecoming was a great movie. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So. I'll be looking forward to that. I will also be looking forward to a new Joss Whedon show coming to HBO called The Nevers, which is interesting. Um, wow, it's actually been almost a decade since since uh, Joss Whedon has done TV with the with the show Dollhouse. Remember that one? Yeah. Um, then, you know, he found some success with a couple of movies, some superhero film. I don't know. Something about a Marvel, couple of Marvel characters, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but of course, no, not really. But of course, fans of Joss Whedon were hoping that he would someday go back to TV because he's, uh, he's, he's had a few successes in the TV realm as well. Just a few. Yes. But now um, he's about to start production on his first television television series 
since 2010 with HBO's upcoming The Nevers, which is set in Victorian England. Never. Mm. Sorry. Is a fantasy slash superhero series that is described as being about a group of women with strange skills, persistent adversaries, and a task that could alter everything. So in this world, those with powers are referred to as the touched. <laughs> and um, we have a little, a little bit of a cast and character list here. So we have Laura Donnelly playing Amalia True, who is described as the most reckless, impulsive, emotionally damaged hero of her time. Interesting. Interesting. Yes, indeed. And uh, genre oh, fans may... <laughs> genre fans might recognize Donnelly from the series Outlander. Uh, next, we have Olivia Williams as Lavinia Bidlow, um, and you might fans might recognize her from Dollhouse. She'll be playing a wealthy spinster and champion of the touched. Interesting. Nathan Fillion. Oh wait, sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, surprisingly, I did not see him on this list. Uh, James Norton as Hugo Swan, uh, who will be a Described as a pansexual posh boy who runs a secret club and is mixed up in nefarious activities. Nefarious. 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 And there's Tom Riley as Augustus Augie Bidlow. Nefertiti. Uh, oh, wait. Sorry. Uh, so he's, he's uh, Lavinia's younger brother. Um, and then there's Anne Skelly as Penance Adair, who is Amalia's deepest friend. Uh, she is one of the touched and one of the first to join Amalia's cause. Oh, she's touched. All right. <laughs> then there's Ben Chaplin as Detective Frank Mun- Mundy, uh, who is prone to drink in sudden violent outbursts. He finds himself caught between the powerful who ignore the laws of the land and newly empowered who ignore the laws of physics. <laughs> then we have Zachary Momo as Dr. Horatio Cousins. Um, so no sunglasses, right? Oh, that's Horatio Kane, sorry. Yes. Uh, he plays... <laughs> Yeah, he plays one of the few successful West Indian physicians in London. Uh, he is a young father when he meets the character of Amalia and discovers his own ability. Then there's Pip Torrens as Lord Mason, a former general of the British Empire. He fears for the future of his country now that superpower individuals have appeared. Then we have uh, Amy Manson as Malady. Uh, who has been committed by her husband into the cruel and barbaric mental health facilities of the Victorian era, but discovers that she too has powers. I think she's the wrong one got committed. She's described as a woman with a purpose. Not a purpose. There's Rochelle Neal as Anne Carvey, a.k.a. Bonfire, who is a pyrokinetic. Ooh. Ooh. And a career criminal who's more than happy with their new power to create fire and the benefits to her criminal career it provides. And then, my favorite part, Nick Frost as Declan O'Run, a.k.a. the Beggar King. 
Uh, and of course, you may know Nick Frost from Shaun of the Dead, Hot yeah. Fuzz, uh, most recently on uh, Into the Badlands. Um, we all love Nick Frost. And in this, he plays the charismatic and brutal Declan, who is in charge of much of the low-level criminal activity in the in London. Then we have Eleanor Tomlinson, who is a singer whose career didn't go the way she planned. She's gentle but surprisingly resilient. And finally, we have Dennis O'Hare as Dr. Edmund Haig. Uh, who is a plays an American surgeon who uses his skills in terrible ways. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, it sounds interesting. Um, there's no actual premiere date for the show yet, but since production has just started, it'll probably be most likely sometime in 2020. But sounds interesting. I'll have to check that one out. You know, they need to get Barbara Walters to do New York Rock and Eve this year. That way, when the when the new year comes in, she could go, I am Barbara Walters, and this is 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I was you're going with that. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's the worst part of this battle. <laughs> um, well... I shall go with this next story then. Doctor Who to stream exclusively exclusively on HBO Max. Mm, interesting. Uh, the long-running BBC TV show uh, will ex- exclusively stream on HBO Max, which is Warner Media's streaming service, and is slated for a launch early next year. It has already been announced as the exclusive home to friends as well. Um, there's also talk too that uh, that that uh, HBO Max. Oh, what was the other show that I saw listed? Oh, uh, The Office, Top Gear, Luther, Honorable Women, um, Staff, Let's Flats, Ghosts, and Trigonometry were also all named in this. Um, now, specific details about HBO Max began to emer- began emerging in July after AT&T's purchase of Time Warner and all its subsidiaries. Uh, far from being intimidated by the prospects of stepping into the increasingly crowded realm of subscription service, mm. HBO Max has confidently armed itself with a diverse array of content, meaning everything from Full Frontal with Samantha B, which, why? I think that show is horrible. <laughs> Uh, to the Arrowverse will be available on this platform. In addition, a number of new shows will have been promised, including an anthology starring Anna, Anna Kendrick titled Love Life and a reboot of Gossip Girl from the same writing team as the original. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like, okay, HBO Max for HBO and Cinemax. It sounds like this is going to be the Disney Plus for Warner Media and what could be the name for Warner Media's or this could be the platform for Warner Media's streaming. Huh. Which they talked about it was going to be called Warner Media. Yeah, the streaming service was going to be called Warner Media. Right. Well, if they already have something established, why not go ahead and piggyback onto it and then eventually change the name later? Mm. Um, so all the shows coming from BBC will offer something unique. Um and then uh, 
There's no specific launch date announced, while other details, in, including the monthly cost, still need to be ironed out. Um, the latest news is that we've already learned the suggested HBO Max intends to present itself as a serious challenger to Netflix and Hulu. Uh, Disney Plus, another forthcoming subscription platform, has an inevitable selection of classics like The Simpsons, as well as new titles to benefit building off the cinematic universe of Marvel and Star Wars. Uh, with shows like Doctor Who to, to its name, though, uh, HBO Max surely won't be struggling to find a paying audience. Now, if this is reasonable, like Disney Plus, I would consider it. Maybe. But if it's going to be around the same price as Netflix, and now Netflix is talking, it may be going up in price. Mm. Plus the fact that, oh, if you want a lower tier with commercials, there'll be that like Hulu, which I think will kill Netflix if they start with ads. Now, all this time, then all of a sudden they start running ads. I think that's going to kill them. Yeah, I think there's a good chance it will. It's, uh, I don't know, the whole... The, the whole streaming thing's getting out of hand now. Netflix needs to look into lowering their price. Mm. Not jacking it up, trying to get the most money they can before now HBO Max and Disney Plus come out. Right. So, because, you know, as already talked about, Disney Plus is going to be an, an add-on option for Hulu. Mm-hmm. Just like CBS All Access is an option which I may consider doing CBS All Access to Hulu. I don't know. I mean, we're talking an additional six bucks. Mm -hmm. CBS All Access has dropped to like six or seven, or to like seven bucks now. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I got, I was really, I really enjoyed the latest Picard trailer. It makes me want to see it. Yeah. I don't know anymore. It's all, it's just, it's getting too much. I agree. I agree. I want. I, I would love to see it, but I haven't. I haven't watched Discovery. I haven't either. I hear it's great. It's a great show, but mm. I I just haven't gotten there yet. So, um, but yet there's even more great news. Well, sure. Uh, <laughs> if you want to look at it that way, because <laughs> Showtime you may have heard is coming out with a series TV series based on the video game Halo. Um, and so Pablo Schreiber was cast as master chief, the main character, uh, from Halo, the Halo series. And, um, there have been some other interesting care, um, actors and characters cast as well. Uh, including Natasha McElhone, who's been in Californication, and most recently I remember her from Designated Survivor. She played the First Lady. Uh, she has been played cast to play two roles, the AI Cortana and Dr. Catherine Halsey, the brilliant, conflicted, and inscrutable creator of the Spartan Super Soldiers and Cortana. Uh, additionally, Fargo and Spider-Man Homecoming actor Bokeem Woodbine has signed on to play Soren 066, who is a morally complex privateer and an old friend of Master Chief. Shabana Z- Azmi will portray Admiral Margaret 
Perengoski, the head of the Office of Naval Intelligence. Uh, Yaren Ha will be starring in the show as Quan Ha, uh, a shrewd, audacious 16-year-old from the Outer Colonies, whose fate will be intertwined with Master Chief's destiny. However, it is unclear exactly how Quan and Master Chief will come together, because Quan was not present in the original video games. Uh, then there also be there will also be three new characters created for the series. Bentley Kalu is set to play Spartan Vanek One Three Four, Master Chief's de facto deputy. Natasha Kolzak will step into the role of Spartan Riz O Two Eight, a woman who is described as a focused professional and deadly cybernetically enhanced killing machine. <laughs> And then finally, Kate Kennedy will play a courageous, curious, and deadly super soldier named Spartan uh, KAI125. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So what's interesting is there have been several attempts to make a live-action Halo movie, but none of them have worked out. Even Peter Jackson and Neil Blomkamp couldn't make it happen. And at one point, Halo was even going to be an Xbox Live original series. So, will this Showtime series finally actually happen? Well, now, uh, I, I have watched the Red versus Blue cartoon. Yes, but this is a whole different thing. <laughs> um, well, Halo is going to begin filming its first season later this year in Budapest. Ooh. So, uh, there's a good chance this might actually happen. <laughs> and Showtime, Showtime is producing the series with 343 Industries and Steven Spielberg's Amblin Television. Uh, the executive producer and showrunner will be Stephen Kane. And uh, most likely, the show will probably launch in 2021 on Showtime. And Halo Infinite, which is the next game in the series, will hit Xbox One in 2020. There Very you go, cool. Xbox. Look for that. Very cool. It might actually happen. Well, this may be happening too, and I am so excited for it. Sounds very interesting. I'm glad you liked that story. Oh, wait. Shin Godzilla directors are reteaming for a new Ultraman film. Ah, yes. So, after reinventing the Godzilla, Godzilla franchise, Hideki and Ano and Shinji Higuchi are lending their creative expertise to another beloved sci-fi property. Uh, the filmmakers are teaming up with Sirboria Productions and Toho to develop a new Shin Ultraman movie. Um, now, the two previously co-directed Shin Godzilla, which debuted in Japan in 2016. Uh, Ano also penned the film's screenplay with Higuchi designed the special effects. The film was critically acclaimed and went on to sweep the annual Jet Japan Academy Prize Awards in 2017. So, uh, Higuchi will direct Shin Ultraman from a script written by Ano. Now, Netflix has introduced Ultraman to a new generation of American viewers when they released the CG anime series earlier this year, which I thought when we talked about it, it was they said it was going to be subtitled in English. It's it's actually overdubbed in English. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was subtitled, too. 
that's why I stayed away from it for the longest time. I started watching it, and I'm like, wait, no, this is English. Oh, wow. No kidding. Um, so the show is based on the series of the same name, which centers on Sinjiro Hayata, the son of the original Ultraman who takes up his father's mantle. It's announced last month that a second season's in the works. But in Japan, the franchise has been going since 1966. And apparently there was a Ultraman theme park up until about four or five years ago. No kidding. No kidding. Um, So the latest series, Ultraman Taiga, premiered in the country this summer. Um, Ano is also the creator of the very popular anime series Neon Genesis Evangelion. He's also working on Evangelion and Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0, the final entry into the series of films based on the series. Um, the According to the official press release for Shin Ultraman, Anna Wolf... Ano will fully join the project after his work on Evangelion is completed. Uh, Anno's animation studio, Kara Inc., will also play a role in Shin Ultraman's development. Uh, it's being targeted for a 2021 release date, so... Interesting. And comments below, someone said Spectreman was was is better than Ultraman. Cooler character, story, costume, and theme song. You know what? Sorry. I watched Spectreman on t- Spectreman on uh, TBS when I came home from school in Arkansas. And Ultraman still, I think, still beats Spectreman. <laughs> That's just me. I don't know if I've ever seen Spectreman. You might be able to find something of it on uh, on YouTube. Mm. So, um, believe it or not, that's it for us. That's all our stories. Not bad. Uh, you got any final thoughts? Mm. I got nothing. See, we, we covered the business. We talked about the, the giveaway. Talked about Patreon. Did all the sto- did eight stories. Amazing. Mm. Oh, Universal apparently announced news of yesterday uh, on Thursday of a new theme park coming to Orlando. Yeah, I heard about that. Interesting. Seven hundred and fifty acres. Wow. Here, here's the fun part. The only thing we got out of it is there's going to be some hotels. There's going to be some theme lands. And the name is called Epic Universe because universe is bigger than than world. <laughs> hmm. You think that was a direct jab at Disney? No. So for D23, apparently being announced on August 22nd and D23 starts on August 23rd, there is a panel discussing a secret Disney project. Hmm. I wonder what's coming out to counter. I wonder. Interesting. Let the battles begin. Oh, yeah. Now, they did say this is going to bring like 14,000 jobs into the area. How many of those are, are people brought in from the outside and how many are are people or, uh, you know, from here? Right. I don't know, but I have to see. Hmm. We'll have to see. Indeed. So, um, any, any final thoughts from your end? Uh, nope. So you've got another, um, comics, comic cast or Falcon's Lounge coming up? Um, 
actually, as a matter of fact. Uh, we should be doing a comics cast at some point. We're due for one. And then I just talked to Jimbo the other night, and uh, oh, i got to let him know when. 15th. Uh, yeah, he said he could probably do it. Okay. Um, and we're going to be looking to do another con- another uh, Falcon's Lounge soon. Very cool. Mm. Yeah, it's been a while for Falcon's Lounge. Yeah, it has. Uh, Jimbo's been busy. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, if that's it, then um, let, I'm going to say it's time to wrap this puppy up. And that can only mean... Want to know more? So, um... The bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production. Some people say I look like Dan Aykroyd.